This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Martin Gabor. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Thursday, the 14th of April. In your Sport Today, Australia has a new cricket coach. Penrith make their intentions cleary, the Super W season heats up, and the NBA survives a sticky situation. This is your sport today. All right, so look, it turns out I did in fact lie yesterday. I said I'd be back next week, but here I am on a Thursday. I know it's a bit weird, but Sam is under the weather. He's not feeling great. Uh, Hopefully he's feeling much better next week and returns to lead us like he always does. So sending you our thoughts, Sam, uh, but let's get into today's show. We start today's show with the big news in cricket. Australia has a new men's head coach and it's Andrew McDonald. The contract is for the next four years. And Luce, tell us a bit about McDonald. Well, he played four tests for Australia in 2009, but he's really made his mark as a coach. He started coaching in 2013 with English County Club Leicester while he was still playing. Three years later, he returned home to coach Victoria and the Renegade in the BBL and he was pretty good. He won trophies with both teams. McDonald knows the Aussie team very well. He's been an assistant since 2019 and when former coach Justin Langer stepped down in February, he was in charge as interim coach when the test team won in Pakistan last month. Yeah, and that was Australia's first series in Pakistan since 1998. So we know McDonald is locked in, but he's also got a big 18 months coming up. Yeah, he's going to have to hit the ground running. Australia heads to Sri Lanka in June for a full tour, and then will ramp up their preparations for the T20 World Cup at home at the end of this year. That's pretty big, but 2023 is huge. Australia travels to India for a test series, to England for the Ashes, and India again for a one-day World Cup. Given there is so much cricket on, there was talk of having different coaches for different formats, but McDonald will be in charge of the test, T20, and ODI teams. Yeah, there is a lot on his plate coming up, but he says he won't have a problem delegating to his assistants or stepping away to have a break here and there so he can stay fresh. We will get a sense of how he's going when the team goes on that Sri Lanka tour, and that's in a couple of months. Let's go to the AFL now because several former Collingwood players have cut ties with the club. This goes back to the Do Better report into racism at the Magpies that was released last year, which the players believe has achieved nothing in the 15 months since. Luce, can you tell us exactly what's happened here? The three players you mentioned earlier are Heretia Lumumba, Leon Davis and Andrew Cracker. They all played for the Magpies but want nothing more to do with the club. Lumumba has said in the past that he was the victim of racist abuse and that there was a culture of racism at the club. Last year, the club came up with the Do Better report, which President Eddie Maguire said was a proud day. Just a few days later, he stepped down from his role. The report had steps and recommendations to address the systemic racism, but Lumumba says the club has done nothing to repair the damage done to former players. Yeah, Luce, we still haven't heard from the other two players here, but Collingwood did come out last night and said they do hope they can still work with them in the future. 
There was some big NRL news yesterday, and I'm pretty sure Panthers fans are still cheering. Coach Ivan Cleary and his son Nathan, they've signed new deals to stay at Penrith for a very long time. Luz, what does it mean for them and the club? Well, I hope this is inspiration for my football club because me and my dad, we haven't been signed to long-term deals as assistant coaches (laughs) and players, so waiting on that one. But as you said, this is a big deal for the Panthers because it means they have locked down the best halfback in the comp until 2027. Nathan was already signed until the end of the 2024 season, but the new deal means he'll be a Panther for life at the club that handed him an NRL debut. Ivan is also staying on until the end of 2027. He's already coached more games than anyone else at the Panthers, who won last year's grand final when Nathan was mad of the match. Yeah, make sure you check out the local websites and newspapers to see what the Watkin clan can do this weekend. Uh, Nathan, (laughs) he could have easily made more money at another club, but there's nothing wrong with earning, you know, about $1 million a season. Now that brings us to today's trivia question brought to you by the League Live app. In what year did Nathan make his NRL debut? Luce, give us a clue. Well, he made his debut against the Storm. Against the Storm. Now, it's a pretty daunting debut given how they've played recently. We'll have the answer at the end of the show. If you woke up early like us yesterday, then you would have been treated to one of the wildest mornings in the Champions League. Luce, let's start in Madrid because the defending champions, they are out. Let's go back to the first leg of this to get the scene. If you don't know how the Champions League finals work, both teams get to host a game and then the team with the most goals wins. So Real Madrid won the first game 3-1 against Chelsea and just had to avoid a loss by three goals at home. After 75 minutes, they were 3-0 down, but they equalized thanks to an incredible cross by Luka Modric. That meant the score was 4-4 on aggregate, so the game went to extra time. Karim Benzema scored a hat-trick in the first game and he stepped up again to score a goal in the 96th minute to win the game for Real Madrid. Yep, 5-4 on aggregate. I'll tell you what, there's a reason why they've won more Champions League titles than anyone else. I've popped the highlights from that game in the episode notes. Do yourself a favour, that cross from Modric is honestly as good as it gets. In the other game, Villarreal scored in the 88th minute to beat Bayern Munich 2-1 on aggregate. Now, Villarreal has a population of 50,000. The stadium in Munich holds 75,000. You do the maths, that is an incredible upset. We're still recovering after a massive weekend of women's sport. We had the AFLW, NRLW and WNBL Grand Finals. Well, tonight it's rugby's turn with a semi-final showdown between the Waratahs and the Reds. Luz, how good is State of Origin? Don't we all wish the AFL would bring that back? The Super W comp isn't that old, but the rivalry between these two teams is intense. They've played in three grand finals and the score 
scoreboard reads 3-0 for New South Wales. There was no grand final in 2020, but New South Wales did finish first and Queensland second. The reason the Waratahs aren't already in the grand final is because they lost to the Fijiana Drua in the regular season. That means the winner of tonight's game plays the Drua, who won all five of their matches this season. Yeah, well, let's see if the Reds can turn things around because they lost to the Waratahs 46-0 just last Saturday. Now, the match is on at 6pm Australian Eastern Standard Time at Eric Tweedale Oval in Sydney. If you can't get there, you can watch it on Stan Sport. We spoke earlier in the week about the NBA play-in tournament. Well, it started yesterday and I was glued to the TV watching both games, but it turns out I wasn't the only one. Uh, Luce, uh, care to elaborate? Yes, there was a pretty sticky situation (laughs) in Minnesota, and this happened in the game between the Timberwolves and the LA Clippers. As the Timberwolves were shooting free throws, a woman ran onto the court and tried to glue her wrist to the floor. She was there to protest against the mistreatment of birds at a chicken farm belonging to Minnesota's owner. The only problem was she didn't use a very strong glue, so security were able to remove her pretty quickly. Uh, Yeah, that is bizarre with a capital B. Now, for what it's worth, Minnesota and Brooklyn both won yesterday, so they are into the playoffs. The play-in continues today on Foxtel and KO with two more games. All right, let's get back to today's trivia question, which was brought to you by the League Live app. And today we wanted to know in what year did Nathan Cleary make his NRL debut? Luce, we know it's against Melbourne Storm, but when was it? He made his debut in 2016, so six years ago, and he's now 24. Yeah, 24, so that means, what, he was 18, not bad. He's achieved plenty, won a premiership, played for New South Wales, and is tipped to represent Australia at this year's World Cup. All right, that is us done for the day and for the week as well. The long weekend is coming up, so we're going to get a few days off. But if you want to listen to our voices a little bit more, make sure you check out Don't Forget Your Tips for all the latest AFL and NRL tipping advice for the upcoming rounds. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Fez and I will be back on Tuesday. Make sure you eat plenty of eggs. I certainly will. Catch you then.